Welcome listeners to episode number four of the Andrew Food for Thought podcast. This is a special edition episode uh, recorded in Chicago and I'm joined by my guest and my brother Matt Litwiller and we are uh, recording this episode from our hotel um, on Michigan Avenue. Um, looking outside the window we see a line of, uh, of the St. Patty's Day Parade lining up so it's kind of a uh, a big weekend um, in Chicago, but being in Chicago, we decided to uh, focus on talking about the food of Chicago. Um, my brother went to school uh, here in the suburbs in um, Evanston at Northwestern, and so he's familiar with um, the area and with the food here, um, and was excited to uh, talk about some of these topics. So, um, to get started, uh, Matt, if you want to talk about what you think about um, when you think of Chicago food and what um, some of your favorite things are to eat here. Yeah. Um, well, I think also uh, we should mention that we grew up nearby, so we came here a lot growing up. And uh, I think a lot of my favorite Chicago food, I mean, there's there's a couple things from college that like I really are kind of things that every time I come back here now, like I do my best to try to eat. Uh, but then a lot of this stuff is still based on childhood from our visits to Chicago to see family. So I mean, that list would include most notably Italian beef. That was like a big thing our mom would always uh, seek out and like, so we like fell in love with it too. I've always been a sweet peppers kind of person, but uh, now that I like spicier food, I'm like getting a little more uh, familiar with jardinera and the spicier versions. Um, and then we'd always get deep dish pizza, which, you know, I think a lot of people around the country have, a, you know, it gets a lot of shade thrown at it. But like, I think in the end, deep dish is still like something that I'm just always going to love, mm. even though it's uh, a lot of food and a lot of cheese. And then, of course, uh, you know, hot dogs, uh, Chicago style. We didn't grow up eating a lot of like chicago style hot dogs like that wasn't a thing that we would like our parents would say like all right we're gonna go get some hot dogs or but uh but now like now i've really grown to appreciate especially the pickle spear because you can only really find that here so i mean those are like the staple things but then there's like a lot of others like uh there's a diner uh up in evanston that me and my roommates it kind of just became uh ritual that like every single weekend or sometimes multiple times in a week we'd go to called Sarkis and they make the best breakfast sandwich in the world and every time I'm here I do my best to get it and then uh, there was a place a block away from our apartment that I lived in for three years called the Chicken Shack which is like very uh, Chicago uh, fried chicken with uh, the hot sauce and the white bread on the bottom of the basket and those are kind of like the the staple things like the things you'll find like on any given corner in the na any given neighborhood yeah i think that covers um the things that you would most think about in chicago and also having lived outside of the midwest for a few years i think when you mentioned Chicago food, Italian beef is always a surprise to people who aren't from the area or maybe they don't know what it is. It's, mm -hmm. I feel like it's a very regional thing. And um, so just for the listeners, like Italian beef, very thinly sliced roast beef. Um, you have a big, um, like a French roll, um, typically dipped or soaked in, um, what would you call it? Like it's some like kind of- Like an au jus sauce. Like an au jus, like, yeah. like, a, like a wet sauce. And then 
you I like we were mentioning earlier your your taste change over time so I used to always just eat a plain just yeah. beef and bread but um, you can put sweet peppers you can put hot peppers um, those are typically the toppings and yeah. it's, and it's just, very different than well I don't know about very different but it's different than French dip which French dips really popular or like has been around a long time in Los Angeles and uh, places like Coles uh, or uh, I'm forgetting the name of the place in Chinatown but Philippe Philippe's uh, but like that's like the breads the, the big difference is the bread like uh, and also like how much they dip it like, like a, it's like a harder French bread like yeah. a French dip it's more of a roll French dip and like also like a lot of times they give you the dip it, like the uh, juice on the side whereas here like they just like dunk it in if you want it like I always we'd always order it like super wet and mm. so like it comes already like soaked in the juice and then uh the bread is a lot like well it's bigger but it's 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 softer and it's also not as bready is that right like it's not as thick of a bread it's yeah. not as thick of a bread which makes a, a big difference i think if you don't like soggy bread you're not gonna like this sandwich but like i love like sauce and like like savory soaked foods uh like i recently uh went to el milagro like, I love the chips in El Milagro, from El Milagro, which is in Pilsen. But I recently went to uh, the restaurant there for the first time, and they had a whole bunch of Mexican stews, which were incredible. And, like, you know, putting the stews on top of the tortillas or on top of, like, a roll or whatever, like, that's, I, that's my jam. I love that stuff. So mm -hmm. that, I think that's why I love Italian beef so much is, like, I don't mind, like, soaked bread. Yeah, it's messy, and you can order it without juice it's just not common it's just not how it's like ordering a chicago hot dog plain yeah. <laughs> like people just don't do it but i guess if if uh if you wanted to try it it's always an option um so if you're looking for an italian beef in chicago where are you going to where would be the top uh restaurants you would look at uh well I th the best one for me is johnny's but it's a little out of the way but our grandmother lives in oak park and so Johnny's isn't far so every time we go to see her it's not too hard to make a detour and go to Johnny's and they just have like the perfect balance of like it's usually like just enough juice uh, the meat is like flavored and tender enough and uh, they give like plenty of peppers it's also a huge sandwich so like back in college when I could just like eat and eat a whole one was no problem but now like I gotta be super hungry to eat the whole thing and it mm -hmm. of course comes with fries and like good with like a diet coke or whatever but um yeah johnny's is my favorite the more well-known one that now is spreading around the country there's one in california now uh near anaheim and uh i think there's a couple others but portillo's is kind of like the chicago version or it's it's chicago's fast food home is that the right way to put it i mean it's basically takes all the chicago stuff you know you have italian beef you have hot dogs you have um ribs etc and then uh puts it all at one store and so there's one in downtown that's kind of the most accessible place for tourists who like are trying to like get the chicago experience it's it's like a fast casual like you order at the counter they they bring your food out and it's not a cheap um, drive-through fast food kind of place. It's more, if you think of it as like a regional favorite, like a yeah. In-N-Out or a Shake yeah. Shack. Yeah, regional favorite. That's what I was looking for, yeah. Yeah, and s slowly spreading to Indiana, like Indianapolis, South Bend, and, and now in L.A. I don't know if it's in other states as well, but yeah. 
it's uh, continuing to expand. Yeah. And I mean, it's definitely the tourist experience, but I mean, I still love it. It's good. And they, they make this thing, I think it's like literally over a thousand calories, but it's a chocolate cake shake where they take a slice of triple layer chocolate cake and fudge and they just mash it into a vanilla milkshake. So it's literally just taking a slice of cake and shoving it in a milkshake. (laughs) 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 Which is super Chicago, like very Midwest (laughs) Chicago, like no concern for uh, the sugar calories or dairy involved. Like it's delicious. Going for the flavor. Yeah. When I think of um, Chicago food, it's, it's like I, it brings back great memories. I love the food, but it's not, it doesn't, cut corners when it comes to flavor and it's like not the most healthy when the the most like iconic foods are like not very healthy like the amount of calories you see in a deep dish pizza or um like you see like on the corners they have like the tamales like even in the hot dog or time beef places you like buy a tamale which is just a ton of it's cooked with lard and a ton of like carbs what about um, like your favorite sandwiches in Chicago? Like you mentioned, the Italian beef, and mm-hmm. what else would you say fits into that? Yeah. So I don't, I don't, I don't know this for sure, but there's a bread company called Toronto that makes uh, these French rolls, and I feel like that is a big player in like a lot of my favorite sandwiches around Chicago. At least like the bread, it seems like it's the bread that they're all using. Maybe they're sourcing from other places, but it's that basic French uh, bread that it's it's not it's not baguette it's not a French roll but it's still like a long loaf that's like very soft and like not too thick and too bready which I never like a sandwich that's like you know three-fourths bread and so like with this roll it's like just the right amount of bread and so the Italian beef uh, goes on that uh, French uh, bread uh, the Loretta, the breakfast sandwich I was talking about from Sarkis, goes on that bread. And then I recently discovered this place called Rico Bene's, which is uh, basically in Chinatown. And they just take that same bread and <laughs> they put uh, either uh, fried chicken or fried steak with mozzarella cheese and marinara on it, which is also delicious and also like an unbelievably heavy sandwich. <laughs> but like, mm-hmm. So the, but those three sandwiches all on that bread to me are just like heaven. Um, I couldn't, I would, I mean, the Loretta and the Italian beef are cut above because I just recently discovered uh, Rico Bene's, but yeah. And just kind of uh, circling back, you mentioned Sarkis, um, that it's perhaps your favorite restaurant when you come back to the Chicago area. So this is a restaurant in, in uh, is it in Evanston or... Um, it's on, I, I believe it is. I mean, it might be just outside of Evanston, but it was about like a 10 minute drive from campus. Okay. So yeah. it's, it's in the Evanston area, just, which is like the first suburb outside of Chicago. Going the north. Yeah. L train, uh, the purple line goes up there. Mm-hmm. And so Sarkis, how would you describe Sarkis as a restaurant? Like what is the atmosphere there and, and what is on the menu that people like? Yeah. So Sarkis is really popular with uh, a lot of high school students on the North Shore and uh, I was uh, roommates with someone who grew up in northern suburbs of Chicago so he introduced all of us to it and I mean yeah I'm not kidding I think so we were a house of five or six guys and at least a subgroup of us or all of us were there once a week if not more 
for three straight years of college. And the, it's an extremely tiny uh, little restaurant space. They have a counter, a back room, and then like a handful of booths. And then they, uh, they built a, a more nicer outdoor space now. Um, but it doesn't seat a ton of people. And so it's generally packed. So a lot of times you're standing waiting for a seat. You put your order in and, you know, uh, hope that the order times up with a seat opening up. It kind of has that old diner feel where, like, you just kind of need to know the shorthand of what you're ordering. So my typical order is bacon loretta with an egg, light on the mayo, cheesy hash on the side with a coffee. And mm. so, that's <laughs> so that's basically the sandwich. The sandwich comes with uh, bacon, a little bit of mayo, and then uh, these, uh, they have uh, onions, bell peppers, and tomato all diced up. It's kind of soaking with uh, a little bit of Lowry salt. And then, uh, so you, you throw all those things together, and then just a big slab of mozzarella cheese. And then a little bit of more uh, Lowry salt and hot sauce, and then like your sandwich is good to go. And then on the side, a whole hunk of hash browns with more mozzarella mm, yeah. <laughs> melted on top. With the, hence the name cheesy hash. That's the cheesy hash, yeah. So, I mean, that's like just the absolute perfect like breakfast. I mean, you eat that at like 11 a.m. and then you're pretty good until dinner. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good so. Good for a college student on, on a yeah. weekend when you're off of class and... Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're sleeping in and, yeah, hitting Sarkis on Saturday, for sure. So when you think about um, the food in Chicago that you like and the places, the restaurants that you go to, uh, what would you say kind of influence your um, your tastes or the favorite places? Like you mentioned um, roommates that you lived with in college and anybody else. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, being in a, a little, in a college um you know, near a college campus, there's tons of restaurants and spots that, you know, kind of feed off of the flow of college students and that have been there a long time. Uh, so there's a lot of Evanston restaurants that everyone knew about that everyone would go to. And if you wanted, uh, like, if you wanted uh, Thai, there's like three really good Thai restaurants walking distance or you wanted barbecue there's like two or three spots uh if you wanted like a more kind of nicer spot for like a date you know there's like a steakhouse nearby or uh an eclectic kind of farm to table spot you know so there's just like the spots that everyone knew about that you would go to given whatever you felt like or the occasion i think also, i mean you know so we grew up in a small town in indiana smallish like 40,000, you know, very kind of suburbia feel. And, uh, you know, there wasn't great, necessarily great, like, Thai food or, you know, great Japanese food or, you know, this or that. So coming to the city and being in college, like, suddenly there was just so many options and it was really amazing to, you know, see what, like, a food, uh, what you know your options were in a city like the amount of you know there's also a really great Ethiopian restaurant like near campus that we would go to a lot so it was just great to have so many options with the limited amount of money you have as a college student right but yeah it's true like any area 
the food, the restaurant selection that you see is kind of a reflection of the people that live there. And so naturally, being growing up in a small town and moving to a more urban area, you just see a wider variety. And even then, like, um, you know, you've lived in Los Angeles now and the food there is different based on its own history or, uh, you know, the migrants that come from other countries compared to Chicago. So it's kind of cool to um, just see what a city has to offer. So uh, thinking back to um, earlier, we were talking about deep dish pizza. Um, some people might call it more of a lasagna than a pizza, depending on where you're from. But I think definitely very most popular here in Chicago, like in the Midwest. Um, what uh, restaurant would you recommend for deep dish and, and mm -hmm. what would you be ordering? My favorite deep dish is Lou Malnati's. I know you're partial to Giordano's, but uh, Lou Malnati's for me, I discovered in college because growing up, we always went to Giordano's. But there's the Lou Malnati's walking distance from my house uh, in college. And uh, I just, uh, I really, they, they make a pizza with, uh, I think it's called the, I can't remember which one it's called the Californian or the Lou or something, but it was like spinach, you know, larger chunks of tomato. Uh, maybe there's one other ingredient on there, but like that became my go-to. And the crust is a little flakier. It's like a little less greasy maybe. And uh, yeah, I don't know. To me, that's like a great, like quintessential, like deep dish pizza. And I think like, I think a lot people who would compare, like people who want to make, have the argument about like New York versus Chicago, like, it's apples and oranges to me like I don't like I'm not gonna you're not gonna find a slice of pizza on the side of the road that's deep dish it's just like that's not the deep dish experience just like in New York like you know you're gonna you know when I think of getting pizza in New York I think about getting like a slice to go you know um, and you have the Sicilian option or you have like the big like pepperoni slice or what have you and like I love New York pizza no issue with New York pizza and Chicago uh, has like you know obviously other kinds of pizza too but like deep dish is just kind of its own category you know it's like its own like dish in its own way maybe it doesn't need to be called uh, you can't just call it pizza you got to call it deep dish pizza because it's its own thing yeah it's not it it defies kind of what most people look for in a pizza yeah. because it's very much a fork and knife thing. And if you go to eat deep dish, it's going to take a good 40 minutes or something to prepare the pizza. So it's not a quick uh, in and out kind of meal. It's yeah. like you sit down you wait a long time for them to cook yeah. your pizza. And you just don't, you find little places here and there, like in the Bay area, you can find like a Zachary's, which is pretty good yeah. deep dish. There's a few, but it only in Chicago, you're going to see like, it's yeah. so so prevalent in many places and even then um you go to deep dish they still have thin crusts you know there's still people ordering other kinds of pizzas if they're not uh in the mood for waiting for so long or something so heavy yeah. to eat yeah i mean and uh there's a deep dish place in my neighborhood in la called masa that i love and they do the same kind of spinach large chunk tomato deep dish that a different kind of crust the, yeah it's like a cornmeal-y kind of crust so the crust is definitely different but like still very good but like i mean i think I, I i won't speak for you but like i know i fell in love with deep dish as a kid because like as a kid i'll just like i love cheese and i've always like i love like you know i loved mozzarella sticks as a kid i love you know uh 
deep dishes. If you don't like cheese, you're not going to like deep dishes. There's so much cheese. That's, that's <laughs> like, like the whole filling. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, it's – and that's why maybe the lasagna comparison is there because, like, it is, like, a half inch of cheese just, like, sitting on top of, like – you know the, it's like the classic instagram photo where they pull the slice of pizza up from the tray and you just see the cheese pulling and they see how far can you pull the cheese and yeah. you can pull it like three or four feet because there's like so much cheese yeah yeah and that's why i like you know <laughs> i can't be eating deep dish all that often without like starting to feel it but uh yeah i mean two slices when i'm super hungry is always gonna like Actually, I've been really debating, like, I feel like on this trip, we've, like, tried to, like, not go crazy, uh, but at, like, 11 last night, I almost got, like, a single pan deep dish. Yeah, it's like <laughs> at night when you're, when you're weak and you're ready to just relax and go to bed, and that's when it's the most tempting. But, yeah, we've we've done a pretty good job. We went to Lulu's. It's an Italian beef place um, near the United Center, and uh, we've avoided the pizza so far mm-hmm. and uh, almost made a trip to Sarkis today but also avoided that have a reservation yeah. at another at a nicer restaurant later tonight yeah so. we've been trying you know I think the one thing I missed out on uh, as a college student and us growing up like our parents weren't looking to go to trendy restaurants which makes sense with kids and then in college you don't have money to go to trendy restaurants and so now that we're young adults and we come back to Chicago it's been fun to like discover uh the restaurants we would be eating at as young professionals and stuff and uh trying out seeing what you know chefs are doing in chicago and food outside of the traditional kind of uh chicago stereotypical food when you go when you just try different kinds of like it's fun to go to a restaurant where they're doing something new something that you haven't seen before something exciting so we went to a restaurant maybe two days ago where they had like Korean and Japanese uh, inspired food, but with like a fusion American twist to it, and it was like a di- it was a it was a take on it was a different take on the diner experience. Yeah, so it's it's cool when you go to a new city or even in your own city, just exploring um, restaurants that are something new, something that you can talk about or an experience. And um, so I think on this trip, being in Chicago for a couple of days, we were able to do a little bit of both of having some of the classic stuff and also trying some new restaurants out. So anything else about Chicago food that um, that you think about, stuff that you like to try here or like memories that you have of, of restaurants or different types of food that you eat here? Yeah, we, you know, like we were just talking about like coming and trying out new places uh, is fun. Uh, there's, I have a lot of friends in Logan Square now, so eating at restaurants around there is always fun. Um, it reminds me I mean you know it's every city has its own personality and its own scene going on but at the same time there's a lot of kind of just trends that spread very fast across the world so like I can find great artists and coffee shops in Echo Park in LA but I can also find them here I can also find them when I visit Europe and London or Paris or you know when I go to New York or even when we go to like smaller cities you know it's uh, it's interesting to see that stuff spread so quickly. Um, or, uh, and you know, not to say it started at any of those places I named, but like it now is in all those places. And you can order the same cup of coffee in two cities and 
feel like it's a very different experience based on like the neighborhood that you were in. Yeah. What kind of coffee shop you stumbled upon and yeah. what what the vibe is there. Or even like totally. when you're on in an, in another city and it's a Wednesday afternoon, everybody's at work and it just feels like very calm and mm-hmm. it's different from being in your own city on a Saturday morning when yeah. the coffee shop is like super busy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was in Belfast and had an amazing cappuccino uh, and then, you know, had a great cappuccino in logan square that like in a lot of ways felt very you know the coffee experience felt very similar like what i was drinking but then obviously the atmosphere is like a whole different thing and the people that you're partaking you know drinking your coffee next to uh so that's a cool thing the way that these things that we've we're all uh enjoying together uh it doesn't matter where you are like we all still um seek out like well-crafted food and drinks you know when something catches on it's it's going to spread if it's good enough and people know that they can find um a clientele for it it you know these these ideas and uh types of food are going to spread mm-hmm. so um yeah any, anything else that you were going to mention uh, at this point i'm not a huge I, i'm not looking for polish sausages but like i do find uh i would go once in a while in college to uh, the Maxwell Street Polish sausage spots. And we would go there growing up every now and then because our mom grew up kind of near Maxwell Street in Little Village. And so basically there's these two uh, food stands or, you know, it's a takeout window. There's not like seating there, but they're both on, they're on Maxwell Street itself, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then... They both have signs out that claim to be the first original Polish sausage, and they're right next to each other. And so you can choose which one you want to go to, and you can choose to believe which one is the original, but it's, it's a funny competing uh, little, like, uh, story. And, uh, and I, do, I do like a Polish sausage, but, like, it's not as high on the list as the other stuff I'm looking for when I'm in town. But, you know... It's a thicker roll, and then they put the the grilled onions on top with like a big like pork sausage. You can get it other ways too, but yeah, that's a I like I like going there with out of towners and stuff because it's uh, it feels very local in a lot of ways. Yeah, and pork sausage is one of those foods that is kind of just standard on the menu when you see a little um, Chicago hot dog stand or or Italian beef stand, you're just going to see on the menu, you have hot, you have Chicago style hot dog, you have polo sausage, you have Italian beef, maybe you have a tamale, French fries, Mm -hmm. maybe some ribs, something like that. So just like in New York, you would expect to see little pizza shops on every corner in Manhattan. In in Chicago, you just see a lot of these little hot dog stands Mm -hmm. or, or uh, Italian beef places that, and polo sausage, it feels like most places don't, dub themselves as like we are a polish sausage restaurant but it's just like on the menu it's just yeah. like a standard of yeah what you see and yeah maybe um with the hot dogs i think part of the um chicago culture is that like you go like it's a big baseball city like you go to a cubs game or a Sox game mm-hmm. and it's just very classic like you get the chicago style hot dog it like goes well with sitting out in the bleachers and like yeah. watching a game in the summer so it yeah. kind of fits in well with the idea of that like being a Chicago food. I think uh, I grew up thinking this was the best food in the world and I think for me personally some of it still is the most nostalgic without a doubt.
it's a lot of flavor it's a lot of calories but it's worth it <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's worth it for yeah it's worth it for the the flavor and the the savory goodness it's certain food that i i think that you can only find here and it um it, it kind of just like embraces the identity of the city and and uh what people think about when they come here or grow up here and for for those who have listened to other episodes of the podcast we've had people talk about their home country's food like india and mexico and um you know for for my brother and i uh chicago is our uh, place where we grew up so this is kind of the food that that we think about that nostalgia feel that yeah. uh reminds you of um kind of like your identity of like what you grew up with so there's yeah. there's nothing that can replace uh your own memories yeah. or your own childhood yeah i guess the 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 other part of that is uh with our family like we like to eat together a lot yeah. <laughs> and, and i think anytime we're all together uh you know generally when someone's hungry and if we're in the midwest like you know these things are gonna come like our moms can be like oh, i really want an italian beef or like i really want a pizza or like and it's gonna be a certain list of these places that we've like gone to growing up that will always get brought up and always like people will be excited to sign on and you know yeah just because it's we do it time and time again and and yeah. uh and it's good you just have to keep coming back for it <laughs> So, all right. Well, thank you, Matt, for coming on uh, for episode number four. And uh, hopefully uh, we will be able to do some more episodes. Maybe we'll do one in Los Angeles or uh, San Francisco sometime. Mm-hmm. Um, and thank you, listeners, for tuning in uh, to another episode. And we'll see you next time.